time to hear live from R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Good morning, R.W. Good morning, Allison. We're fast approaching the tipping point of 2016, as today is the 179th day of the year, with 187 days remaining. And 187 years ago, English scientist James Smithson died after a long illness in Genoa, Italy. In his And 187 years ago, English scientist James Smithson died after a long illness in Genoa, Italy. In his will, he left an addendum that should his only nephew die without any heirs, all of Smithson's estate, quote, should go to the United States of America to found at Washington under the name of the Smithsonian Institution, an establishment for the increase and diffusion of knowledge, close quote. By the time of his death, Smithson had never visited the United States. Six years later, his nephew, Henry James Hungerford, died without children, so that on July 1, 1836, the United States Congress authorized acceptance of Smithson's gift and agreed that the quest should support the creation of a museum, a library, and a program of research, publication, and collection in the sciences, arts, and history. Today, the Smithsonian is the world's largest museum and research complex, with 19 museums, nine research centers, and affiliates around the globe, and includes more than 9.6 million records of museum objects, archives, and library materials, among them over 1.4 million online media files. 77 years ago, Gone with the Wind characters, Rhett Butler and Scarlett O'Hara, were filming their parting scene. As an alternate scene, director Victor Fleming shot character Rhett Butler saying, frankly, my dear, I just don't care, in case the film censors objected to the word damn of the original scene. The movie censors, however, approved the original scene, but at a price, with producer David O. Selznick being fined $5,000 for the privilege of including the curse. This past week, I thought quite a bit about not only Rhett's I don't give a damn line, but also the Smithsonian. Actually, things had already been percolating the week before when I decided I would see what might be available for small trucks at the automotive dealers in the Bangor area. I found basically that everything seemed now to be about monster trucks, that trucks the size of my Ford Ranger were exceedingly difficult to find, as buyers these days are inclined to want to ride around in trucks that mirror our national propensity for being overweight. Global warming, climate change, limited resources, sustainability. To all these legitimate questions, the buying public, by and large, answered, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. But at the same time, as I was going through this truck search, I also was able to celebrate on June 23rd the arrival of the airplane Solar Impulse in Seville, Spain, after it had made a 71-hour crossing of the Atlantic at an average speed of 59 miles per hour. Project initiator Bertrand Picard and co-founder Andre Borschberg 
traded off time at the controls of the airplane as solar impulse is a single-seater. Picard, upon landing, remarked, The Atlantic has always revealed the transitions between the old and the new worlds. But while these worlds used to be a ge geographical continents, today they are states of mind. The old world is the world of inefficient, polluting devices, depleting the Earth's resources. The new world is the world of modern, clean technologies that can have our global energy consumption, save natural resources, and improve our quality of life. You think someday that Picard's solar impulse will be in the Smithsonian Museum? You think someday that we'll be able to use solar energy to propel everything we need? Stay tuned to further editions of A Word in Edgewise as we ex explore this sustainability in flight and possibly on land. From Orono, Maine, here's to a great day.